this could be uh, Louis Louis uh, Bromfield. Um, you know, it could be him because he he was uh, he wrote books, um, and uh, you know that could be. You guys know that we have trains here? I should have taken that into account. You know I'm not gonna edit that out either. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, where were we? Pen and the paper. Yeah, Louis Brownfield. Podcast number two. Thanks for coming along for the ride. It's uh been fun and uh, really ready to dive into this uh, second song of the year. This is actually um, uh, the song started out is leading off the the home album and it releases tomorrow and um, man just super excited to release this album and you know this song um, it, it came out uh, in 2020, uh, September 3rd, and uh, actually this guitar, this is a 12-string uh, guitar, got it used on Facebook Market um, down south in Ashland, and I almost didn't get it, almost didn't, and um, <laughs> that's why. You can hear that, it's just a little bit out of tune. It's just, there's a, I don't know what it is, but it just will not, it, there's just something funky with it, so I almost didn't get it, I, re, I, I passed on it, and the guy's like, hey, you know, I'll come down and, and you know, you can take it to your uh, uh, guitar guy to fix, and and thank God that I, that I did, I drove all the way down there, I'm like, well, okay, and this is actually a, a D, G, D, G, A, D tuning. And basically, probably 90% of this album is this tuning. And actually, this album is pretty much from this guitar. And uh, this is a Seagull. This is a beautiful guitar. Um, but the guy that I bought it from, he said he played it at a wedding. And uh, actually, right after I got it, it it played at a wedding as well. So I don't know if it's got some kind of anointing on it, but so many songs came from this guitar. And um, it's amazing how sometimes it just takes one instrument or a classical guitar or something small. And these songs just, they, they flow out of the different tool or... Um, there's just something a, a, about it, so, uh, so, you know, I'm sure Sarah wonders why I have all these guitars, <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's one reason, and, um, so anyway, this whole album, uh, just basically coming from this tuning, uh, which I probably started using more from the 12 string because it's harder to play in regular tuning. I don't, I 
rarely ever play in regular tuning anymore. And uh, it's just part of who I've come to be and just play as a musician. So, um, so anyway, yeah, welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I just wanted to sit down with the guitar. I'm, I'm very comfortable with the guitar. Not necessarily comfortable talking. So um, I would say it's a great day when I'm able to sit down and and play. I've had so many uh, healing moments, so many revealing moments with sitting down and playing the guitar. You can play it anywhere. You can travel with it. It's, it's an instrument that has really blessed me. The Lord has really blessed me um, being able to have some different guitars and be able to have time to play. So anyway, all right, man, let's get going on this. I I want to do some, I want to play a little bit live. Should I just, should I play some now? Have you guys heard it? Probably not, man. This thing's brand, this song's brand new. Let's just play, let's just go through and play it, huh? All right. Got a nice smooth. So fun to play. We started out. Started down the road And it just plays out If Harmonica Bob was here, he could Play a little solo Here we go Winter Is coming quickly With into it watch me swing across the sky headphones waiting just open your eyes back to the original riff
<laughs> so anyway, yeah, that so fun to play. That riff is so smooth. I, it really needs um, a like a drummer, like a rhythm pattern, because it's so hard to keep that rhythm. You can hear that. Ba 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 ba. I mean, it's really hard to play that rhythm part with it. But anyway, well, what do you think, man? Um, you know, for for the lyrics, I don't want to go too far into it. I don't. At the same time, do you guys want to hear anything about the lyrics? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we started out, started down the road. This song. It, I remember sitting down on the couch uh, a couple rooms over, and, you know, the song came out, was inspired at Malabar Farm. True story. So, you know, y'all, you, you get a song, and I was with family, and, you know, sometimes you don't have time to work on a song. And so, you know, just getting home, um, I remember watching TV, and... You know, it'd be fun to look it up in journals, but um, it was something on Prime, and it was about a uh, uh, this guy whose job was to drive on the world's most dangerous road, and uh, it was so cool. And that's where that first line came out. You know, we started out, started down the road, and uh, that just came out one day. And uh, also something that I remember about that TV show, just... I don't know, put it out there, was these guys would sell these bananas and they would load the, bo- ba- the, 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 the back of their bike up with these bananas. And, um, man, it was just amazing. You know, they'd work really hard all day long and they would earn, like, a little bit of money and they'd go and buy, like, a Coke or an, or an Orange Crush. And I was like, <laughs> I can relate to that, man. <laughs> Like, they buy a new inner tube on the bike, and they buy an orange crush, and it's like, that's how much they earn for that day. And just like, wow, man, I I need to be so grateful for what I do have. So anyway, that's where that came from. You know, um, I believe that we, it, it was during COVID, and I believe that we pulled, we just had to get the kids out of the house. We pull out of the house, we start driving and we end up at Malabar Farm exactly like the song talks about. So, you know, this is a lived experience. It's a true story. So it's it's nothing uh, made up. This has actually happened. So when it says, you know, we started out driving at the end and ended up, we did, at Malabar Farm. <laughs> You know, um, that was a, it was a, it was a huge thing. I didn't know how cool Malabar Farm was. Um, you know, our family, we, you know, you say, hey, let's go on a hike. The girls are like, oh, no, you know, or, and then you say, like, hey, let's, let's go to the mall. And Isaiah's like, no, you know, we have had and have a hard time doing something that we all like. And so the experience of going to Malibu Farm during COVID, 
it was an eye opener. It was like an oasis. Like, you know, like the everybody had something to do. You know, the girls got to shop around a little bit. They got a nice little gift shop. There's a, a, a petting partial like a partial petting like zoo like you can see the goats you see the, the cows horses uh um in the barn area super cool you know um the girls enjoyed that now me and isaiah we go fishing man we were just uh but everybody sarah was happy there it's just a beautiful thing and you know we met with her parents there before it's just a beautiful picnic it, it's such a freedom there it's a feeling it's a it's a, it's a, something in your gut just says, you know what, I, nobody's going to mess with us here. Like, you don't have some park ranger. I mean, I'm sure they're there. They have the workers there. They're all super cool. And, you know, it, it's just nobody's bossing you around. Nobody's uh, bugging you about trash or something. They, they just have a phenomenal management or crew there and um there's something in the air there and uh anyway if you're in ohio for your ever visit it's called malabar farms um i don't even know where it's at it's by columbus but anyway it's a beautiful drive there if you ever get a chance there's camping um it's just a beautiful area it's by mohican it's a beautiful area too um but anyway um Winter's coming quickly, with autumn soon to pass. Um, you know, that could be, um, you know, it, it could be talking about early sobriety for me. I sobered up in October. You know, I would say every song probably has something to do with sobriety for me. It was such a huge thing in my life. Um, you know, for that one line... Watch me swing across the sky. Kind of reminds me of Jimi Hendrix or something. Heaven's waiting. I kept, when I first did that, I wanted to be Heaven's waiting for you, but it just. Heaven's waiting for you. It was just too much, and so I would have liked to have it. Heaven's is waiting for you. Stope in your eyes. You know, I think sometimes we can just be so spiritually blind and just so... Let me speak from my own experience. You know, I, just... You know, just being... Just being... Um, uh, Self-will run riot. Like, just want to do whatever I want to do. You know, like, sometimes I think... Um, I think heaven or God or, or some angels are just like could probably just get so fed up with me like come on man open your eyes <laughs> you know like try and see something from a different perspective a different point of view man it's not that bad you know you could be freaking in a war-torn country you could be in a lot different scenarios like riding your banana your bike with the bananas all day and earning money to fix your the money you make fix your tire and get a, a, a cherry Coke or something, you know. But anyway, that's, you know, it, that line just kind of reminded me of uh, Hendrix in a way. I really don't write um, with those uh, 
uh, I don't know, analogies or uh, I really don't dive in that deep with, with my lyrics. They're really simple. I've typed, I've typed them out a lot, and word documents say it's like a first grader could <laughs> understand it. So I really don't dive too deep in there. Um, the second verse, you know, we started out small, just a pen and a paper. This could be uh, Louis, Louis uh, Bromfield. Um, you know, it could be him because he, he, was, uh, he wrote books. Um, and, uh, you know, that could be... Uh, Did you guys know that we have trains here? I should have taken that into account. You know I'm not going to edit that out either. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, where were we? Pen and a paper. Yeah, Louis Bromfield, he, you know, he was a writer. That could be uh, for him. But, you know, for me, that that's it's a, uh, inventory, taking inventory. Um, I had never looked at my part, looked at, anything in her when I first sobered up and uh, I had a lot of full of uh, anger full of hate fear um, you know shame and you know a part of the 12 steps is taking that inventory it's a huge it, it was a mountain for me I was so scared to look inwardly and you know to see my part and to put that on pen and paper there is power in it and it has, um, it's such a scary thing. You know, I would, Nicholas would say, you know, like, just do a little bit at a time, 15 minutes a day. Every day, just write a little bit. And I started doing that. And um, so anyway, I have experienced the, the power of putting pen to paper. And um, the main thing is, in this lyric is, but we started out. And then right underneath, you know, we started out cold November day. I took a trip out in Wyoming. Whoever sobered up, that could be from that. I remember taking my inventory, but we started out. And so the main thing is, you know, to me that line is, it's a beautiful line on both of them, you know, because you, you got something, but the main thing is that you started it and you took that step and, uh, you know, could be prophetic with, you know, this year, November, um, you know, I started selling some CDs, five bucks, doing the early release for local businesses. And, you know, it was uh, the end of November. And, you know, I'm listening to the song as I'm going. Um, anyway, just get started. If you got something on your heart, Start it. Go and do it. Step out. A lot easier said than done, but once you do, it's something comes alive. Something wakes up. Um, well, talking about waking up. Next line, wake the dust off from this pen. Pulled out a Dodge and found the country air. Well, that's, to me, that's about doing taking that inventory. You know, I was in Colorado, and um, that's where I sobered up. That's where I did my first inventory, and you know I would just drive. I'd pray for guidance, and I would. Nicholas would have me. He he 
he wrote on his inventory, God help me to be as honest as I can be. And I wrote that on every page. You know, that's not from the big book, but um, he did it, so I did it. And so, you know, I would just drive. There were so many places to go, and, you know, it was a very healing time. You know, I had never, I think for me, there was a lot of grief, lost uh, um, some people in my life, you know, for friends, and um, uh, lost uh, my grandma, my dear grandma, and, uh, you know, I remember for her, I remember um, just, just, just crying, man. Like, I had never dealt with her loss because I, I didn't know how to process it. I, I drank it. I numbed myself, and um, interesting. And I cried a lot for that inventory. Like, it's just healing thing. So anyway, enough about the inventory, right? Um, well, that's basically it, man. Like, we're going through here. I think the lyrics are done. I think we're, wow, in 20 minutes, not bad. So anyway, the scripture that I pulled out today, man, I'm really going to be preaching. So got some scripture here. You know that I I have an intention of sharing scripture. It's one of my passions. I I really get into it. I've got probably five, six different Bibles that I I just I really enjoy diving in. I'm like, you know what, you need to start sharing because I was thinking the other day, like, if you're gonna share anything, if you're gonna blab away and talk about anything, talk about what the Lord has done for you in your life. And um you know, it's a way for me to give back, but I, that's what I hope to do. You know, share my experiences. And if I'm going to share anything, share something that God's done for me, man. I don't, you know, I could blab on about myself and forever, but if I'm going to do anything good with this podcast, it's going to be sharing what God's done for me. And He has done so much for me. He's been so merciful and graceful to me. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, you know, it's, to me, this is from Genesis, uh, and I'm going to go a little bit outside the way here. I want to talk about Abraham because he started out and, you know, like <laughs> just amazing, just amazing. I want to, but at first I want to go before that, before, because I read this about a couple weeks ago. And I and I and it blew me away. It was with Noah. Noah. Um, it hit me hard because uh, Noah. The importance of Noah. I had never really understood it like this before. So anyway, reading from Genesis six. You got a Bible or something? Go ahead. This is from the Voice. Please don't judge me. I don't. Like I said, I have many different... I, I'm not sure exactly. I don't get into all that stuff. Like I said, I got five or six different Bibles. I just grabbed this one. Um, so don't judge me for having the voice, whatever that one is. Because um, I have plenty of other ones. But anyway, okay, so... Okay. Um, okay, here's what it says. By Noah's time, this is uh this is in six. Eh, this is um this is not the word. This is what they're saying, um, like a comment. 
By Noah's time, nearly all people are drugged on the fumes of their egos. Interesting. Wickedness has become the number one all-consuming human addiction. Isn't that interesting how they word that? Anyway, that was just a, a comment. So anyway, here's here we are at five, six, five. The Eternal One saw that wickedness was rampaging throughout the earth and that evil had become the first thought on every mind. Whoa. The constant purpose of every purpose, every person. At that point, God's heart broke and he regretted having ever made man in the first place. What a, what a, what a, what a thing to go through, man. And let's keep going. It says, here's the eternal one. This is what he's saying. I know what I'll do. I will wipe humanity, my special creation, from the face of the earth. Humans, animals, creeping things, birds of the sky, for I regret that I have ever made them. Man, what a place to be in. What a place to be in. Verse 8. But there was one person whom the Lord could not let go of, Noah, because this man pleased him. Now, this, I know this, is, this one's worded differently, but anyway, if it were not for Noah, I don't know if we'd be here. I don't know if we would be having this conversation. Because to me, if it wasn't for Noah, man, we would have been wiped out. Everything. Everything. Now, I don't know if this is the whatever, the word. I don't know if a regular Bible would say, I'm going to wipe out not just man, but, you know, like what it said in here, the birds, the, the creeping things. The Man, I, I don't know if it says that, but anyway... Um, just reading that a couple weeks ago, and I read from a different Bible, but man, if it wasn't for Noah, one guy might have been totally wiped out. So anyway, thank you, Noah, for <laughs> a man taking the time. So anyway, that that was, wasn't what it was from. So, um, oh, here comes Isaiah with his recorder thing. Okay, so, okay, um, talking about Abraham. Man, really getting into this. Genesis 12, okay. One day, okay, so there's all these kids from Noah, all these uh, descendants. Um, I'm, I'm not going to read. There's a bunch of people, blah, 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 lived 200 years, blah, blah, blah. Okay, verse 12. One day the Eternal One called out to Abram. Abram, get up and go. Leave your country. Leave your relatives and your father's home and travel to the land I will show you. Now this one says, and then it says, don't worry, I will guide you there. <laughs> and then you keep reading about the uh, promise of blessing him. But anyway, man, now talk about starting out. That's... You know, some of the some of the best experiences I've had are where you don't know what you're getting into 
or or where you're going. You just they they just happen, and you can't predict it. And you know, I almost had um, this one guy, Carl. He did actually he did record, and and that was some of the wording that I was going to put into the song. You know, I should put I should put that up here, just so you just so just so you can hear Carl on there. I just I didn't feel like I wanted it on the album. So, you know, maybe I can put that on here, but uh it, that's what I that's what I wanted to say like when you start off something and you're not quite sure what's going on, sometimes those best experiences can happen with that. And you know, um to me, what a what, what an amazing faith that Abraham had to to leave his comfort zone, you know, um, to be able to to take a journey like that, you know, and to trust, to trust that God is gonna lead you step by step. Man, to to me, I you know, growing up, I've had heroes of. Football players, you know, like Jerry Rice, you know, Walter Payton, um, Bernie Kosar, you know, and, you know, uh, musicians, um, you know, with Metallica and the Pantera and U2 and Stevie Ray Vaughan. I, I've kind of lost touch with some of the sports people, some of the musicians. And, man, my heroes are, you know, my dad... Uh, my mom, my sponsors, my mentors, and um, and people of faith. I cannot wait to meet Abraham. I have so many questions for him. <laughs> and now Noah and David. I want to jam with David. Um, but these these guys, just amazing faith. And uh, I I hope to come just close to that just I mean they I, I don't know so anyway I'm rambling now what what do you think what it's not easy to step out in faith but I mean Abraham started out and you know he trusted he trusted that God would guide the way and he did so anyway I'm getting ready for bed here at the old Brucci household and um, I better wrap this up. Um, anyway, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Next week, um, we're going to be going over the song Treasure, which actually, that one came from Malabar Farm too, or was inspired at Malabar Farm. Um, we're going to do that. Let me see if I can post up that. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out, but I will post some kind of link or some kind of bonus for Ron where he talked in the song so you can hear from Ron about the message that I that I was hoping to speak. And that actually came from Willie from um, uh, Alaska's Ultimate uh, Survival. Um, Willie talked about being out in the wilderness and, you know, some of the, some of the best things happen when you, you can't predict this stuff, but when you can't, like, plan for it. So anyway... Step out in faith. Try something new. Do something different. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord for an adventure or for um, something like that. I, I I guarantee the Lord will will hook you up. It's just 
taking the time to listen. And, uh, you know, it doesn't say anything about that, about Abraham. It doesn't say what was going on. But it says one day. And, I, and you know, I feel like God does it. He shows up. And um, I believe that this world would be a better place and that, you know, if we listened a little better, if we slowed down, stopped being so distracted with so much technology and, and bull crap, you know, if we slowed down, God will give us a mission. He will give us something to do, and He will guide the way. You know, somebody once told me, God will, even if you try and mess it up, you can't even mess it up if you tried. And I thought, man, that's a that's amazing, man. That's a that's a cool place to be in. So anyway, God bless. If you got any questions, put it down or, or give me a call or I don't know. But if you listen, man, thanks for listening. I appreciate you hanging out, man. I don't want to get too preachy on this stuff, but you can tell I get excited with this stuff. So anyway, um, God bless. Next week, stop on by. We're going to do it Friday. And I'll try and get that thing up with Ron. I'm running out of time. But anyway, adios. Adios.